Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. We've been on a two-week hiatus because uh, I've been fucking up. <laughs> no, uh, I have to get some new equipment, get something situated, new staff changes. Um, but we're back, and we got a very special guest, uh, brand new to Koreatown within the last year, I would say, by the way of Atlanta. Um, and we got a special co-host also from Atlanta. I have him sitting in. Um, make some noise for Slug Christ in the building, y'all. Yeah! Slug so, so, so. <laughs> Fire as dad lives in the game. Um, <laughs> we got we got a special co-host, a good friend of mine from Atlanta as well, uh, Pasta, Parlay Pass. Big Pass, checking Ooh. in with Big Dom. Checking in with Pass, a.k.a. Um, I don't know what other. And I'm here to claim the throne of King of K-Town. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you've been making a lot of trips out to Koreatown. Um, you practically yeah. live here now. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming in and sitting in with uh, Slug Christ. He's a fe- we've claimed him now. He's he's a full on Koreatown nice. resident. Yeah, man. How how, how you feeling over here in, in in these parts? Um, I really I'm really liking Korea. I've never lived in like an area like this where I can, you know, being growing up in Atlanta and all that. I've never been able to like just walk to the grocery store. Yeah. Or you know walk to is it anywhere you distance know? thing or what like yeah it's just like it's like got that big city vibe like atlanta doesn't have that big city vibe you know you can't walk down the street you know you might be able to get a pack of cigarettes or something but yeah. you can't walk to the grocery store and then walk over here to get your computer fixed and then walk. you know it's it's just cool and I'm, i've never had that before so i mean yeah it's really cool and then the just it was like culture shock when I first, you know, moved here because there'll be buildings that you don't even know what the fuck they sell unless you'd like, you know, know Korean. Like, <laughs> it'll just be like a bunch of crazy, you know, symbols and shit. And like, you don't know You're if like, that's... like, what are these lines and yeah, blocks? <laughs> you don't know if that's like a KBBQ spot or like a nail salon or something. Right, 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 it's right. It's just crazy, like... But there's... You've had experience with Koreans in... in in Atlanta, right? Yeah, Buford, like this dude right Buford here. Buford Highway. Oh that, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> that that's the that's the area or what? Yeah, that's the. That's like the original Koreatown. Yeah, it's kind of a little more run down now, but it's the original. Back in K-town. the day, that was the K Town. Yeah, yeah, well, let me let me take it back. I met you actually a couple years back in Atlanta um, when I visited with Keith Ape. Yep. For the first time, this was like before '88 was really start. '88 Rising was starting. Yeah. And um, it was me and Keith. Working with Sean, who's the CEO of 88 now, but he was our manager. And we go to Atlanta, and um, I went to, uh, what's that area called? Um, Uh, The Barrio. The Barrio, which is like a famous Atlanta. East Atlanta. East Atlanta, Um, like uh, housing, uh, like apartments. Like, would you say, what's the the best definition for that? Is that just like? It's a, it's a, it's like a, so the Barrio, we call it the Barrio because it was like a Mexican little like apartment complex. Yeah. But. Like, we would be outside, and this one time we just saw a young scooter, like, in the parking lot yeah. of the um, of the complex, and it, it's kind of like that type of thing, like, um, you know, rappers of all sorts of, you know, fame levels will be in there, because that's probably 
they've probably been through there once or twice while trying to make some money to yeah. get to the recording it, it, it's like it was like a kind of the way the art art district is in los angeles with all these artists you know what i mean like an artist com- commune or whatever and but it's like all the atlanta like rappers was coming out of their awful records was like that was the origin right yeah like uh father and his girlfriend had a spot that like five of us lived at and then like uh archibald slim had a spot on the other side of the complex that like the other five of us lived at so like yeah that shit was wild I've, yeah. when i went to go record with keith charles space bar and you were in there you were there and yeah. someone else was there too i think it could have been archibald it was slim. probably archie yeah. yeah and it was like this apartment and like motherfuckers was like he, i think he was like drawing some shit like on shrooms or something <laughs> <laughs> and i was in the other room recording yeah. with keith charles space bar but yeah it, i mean that was, that was dope to kind of see this like area that i was getting i was familiar with because i was reading it about it on blogs and like i think like uh fader did a piece on the barrio or something well yeah, yeah. when um when they when they had they did something about mcconan yeah and um yeah, McConan brought them through there. Brought Vice through there. Um, yeah, it was Vice. Not and that Vader. was where you were recording a lot too. Yeah, definitely. Like all of us recorded, a, you know, a few mixtapes between all of us, like there. And um, but yeah, McConan just brought some people from Vice there, and uh, I think it was kind of weird because when Vice walked in, I think they were trying they were trying to get like some. It was really weird. They were like trying to get some like ghetto crack rock cooking <laughs> shit. Right. That's when, but it was just like ten rappers and they're all making music, right. you know, and smoking weed. It wasn't like it like wasn't what they wanted. They were like, we want you know some real trap Atlanta shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can it, y'all trap it up a little yeah. bit? <laughs> can, y'all, can y'all throw some crack rocks on the stove real quick? And uh, that's right, what we're it, going for. But it, but it's like really just a really like cats just getting mad creative, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there were drugs being sold out of that apartment, but right. it wasn't like one of crack rocks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it seemed like a wild place for cats be turning the fuck up, and you guys are turning up because I remember like Awful Records tour, y'all coming through. If I think it was Father's tour, or it was just the whole crew, y'all come through, and I went to their show in Los Globos, and like motherfuckers was wild, and like Father yeah. was fucked up, drunk as fuck on the floor. This fool was throwing up on the corner. <laughs> like those were dark times. Those were sure. dark <laughs> punk rock vibes exactly. for sure. Awful times. Yeah. But oh, it was tight because it was also like the kind of awful was killing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. y'all were touring people. And I, I just kind of it was dope to kind of see this alternative crew coming out of Atlanta. Yeah, you know, like I I was super stoked on it because. Um, Atlanta didn't have like an underground rap scene before no. us, or it, there it was there, but it wasn't. It wasn't um, like no one else knew about it besides people in Atlanta. But then, kind of when Awful started popping off, um, there was like a lot more community in that. Underground it was like rap the art scene. school kids of Atlanta, yeah, for sure. Me and Zach, um, Zach Fox, we met each other in art school. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and Father went to art school too, right? He, I think he went to, he went to Georgia State. He didn't go to an act. He, I think he was getting like, um, his like film degree, some sort of film degree or something. But me and Zach were real artists actually <laughs> going to real ass art school. Yeah, no, I, I, I was following Zach Fox like on his art stuff, booty, when he was like, you know, had yeah. the booty math joint and like yeah, his shit sure. was dope, you know? Yeah. And then he was killing on the tweets 
and it went full yeah. on comedian. Yeah. Professional. Exactly. Career. Yeah. I think he was an animation major, actually. Oh, and shit. I started off as an animation major, too, but I changed my major to painting while I was in school. But we saw each other all the time in those early years. Uh, um, so yeah. Scad. I remember I was like, I ran into his art early on and I had like DM'd him like, yo, I'm, I, you know, I need some artwork. Yeah. And I actually, I was actually reaching out to get some work from him because I thought his shit was dope as fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's crazy because when I first started seeing Awful and like the kind of the roster of the type of cats they were putting out. You know, I was wondering, like, why it hadn't happened earlier in Atlanta, to be honest, because right. I grew up in Los Angeles with super, like, artsy, like, art school kids in the in the rap world. Right. You know what I mean? And then and when, every time I'd visit Atlanta, I'd see it, too. Like, kids, you know, young, weirdo black kids that was doing art. And, yeah, you know, exactly. And, and, yeah, Awful was like, they had that crew, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um. and I think in Atlanta especially for a while and um it's like this still like in as, with hip-hop as a whole but you know it was like you had to fit a certain mold like especially in atlanta you know you had to be a drug dealer you had <laughs> to be from you know this part of town and you had to rap this certain way and you had to look this certain way or no one would take you seriously you know right but then something there was just kind of a cultural shift it was a few years after um odd feature kind of came out and right kind of like flipped people's perspective on what rap could be you know right did you guys get that reference a lot like that you guys were like the yeah Atlanta odd future? exactly yeah i mean we got that so much and uh you know i wasn't mad about it because you know it was pretty much spot on you know it wasn't yeah. like we were trying <laughs> to do that or anything but yeah, it was cool to have that comparison, and um, but you know, a few years after they had come out, kind of flipped the um, cultural perspective on what hip hop could be and stuff, then that kind of opened the doors for like crews like our crew that was a bunch of weirdo kids making you know rap music. How how was that like you know? Because I, I mean, I'm a fan, you know what I mean? When y'all were coming out, like, every one of y'all, I, I, individually, too, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, everybody's dope, and they're all different, like... Right. Um, and y'all were, like... I, w I had homies who'd go to the SOB show in New York and see the same kind of wildin' out action that I saw in Los Angeles yeah. and Los Globos and shit, like... So were y'all just turning up, like, crazy on the road while the, the whole tour, or...? Yeah, for sure. Well, all of us... Uh, well not all of us but a bunch of us had been doing music for way way long you know i had been in bands since i was 14 and yeah. it wasn't till what I kind was, of music like um math grind oh shit. You know yeah, yeah like math core yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so you know Is like that like the dillinger's <clears throat> escape plan yeah, like, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly um yeah so early dillinger escape plan but even my band was even way more turn like crazier yeah. than dillinger like um we didn't use we were all very technical and we were like it's not gonna be in 4-4 four, four timing it's gonna be in 13-5 <laughs> and like yeah. you know weird and like the tempo it was either like 310 BPM or yeah, like yeah. 60 BPM you know shit like that so yeah we were but we had all been making music forever right and then to finally have someone you know have a crowd in front of us that right, knew our right, lyrics right. it was like I mean, that had been my dream. Like, my life goal was to be able just to pay my rent. Right. 
And, you know, I didn't care if I had to live in a hole, you know, as long as I could pay the rent and eat just off music, then I was straight. Like, and that I was the first time that had happened, like, in your whole, yeah. like, so, you know, art, artist career. Exactly. Yeah. And then so when, when it finally happened, we were we were just like, let's fucking run it, dude. And every show was fucking crazy because we were fucking stoked. And, you know, it was, it was like... For a bunch of us, it was really like a dream country, like a life goal had been accomplished at that moment. So that's sick. And uh, I mean, how did you guys meet? Actually, I mean, the crazy thing about Slug Dude, is this like is, this is really crazy. Out back, far back yeah. it goes. He actually used to produce for the Yellow Boys back in the day. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't the, know that. Dude, okay, so like what? It was like 2010 or 11. Something like yeah, like nine, ten, eleven, something like right. that. It was before I had ever even started rapping. It was like when I was still in bands, but I was probably about like 18 and um. So like yeah, like ten years ago ten at years, this man. point. Ten years solid, yeah. baby. And um yeah, so before I was rapping, I would I was just producing and stuff and um So this was before you like you met the rest of the awful guys. Well, I, or I knew you... I knew like Obi and yeah. I knew Keith and I knew Sintel, I knew Father and um so like um but awful hadn't been a thing yet. It was around that time it was called awfully creative which was like before um father started getting like into music full-blown he was um he was like going to school for movies and stuff yeah. so he like was trying to start a film company and he wouldn't um you know film music videos and stuff and that's awful records was kind of born out of that right right and uh but yeah around that time um Pass just hit me up, or it was um. It was Joel I, actually. Joel yeah, I knew. So I knew you're making Joel. beats for these three Asian exactly, dudes from Atlanta yeah. called well, the Yellow Boys, and he's under the alias Chaz Bell. Yeah, that exactly. Just using name. my regular yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna be like Kanye West, and I was like, I'm just using my regular <laughs> name. <laughs> I think everyone went through the regular names. Yeah, thing. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, I was just like giving beats to anyone that you know, because I wasn't in that scene at all. You know, I was right. in the complete opposite in the metal scene. So anyone that I kind of barely knew, I knew Joel, who was in Yellow Boys, because I knew him through another band that we played with a lot. And uh, so, yeah, anyone that came to me, I was just like, dude, for sure, I'll make yep. you five beats for free tonight. <laughs> you know, that's how it was back then. And we definitely got them for free. We did not yeah, for exactly. No. Damn, that's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And one of them's on the tape, too. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, when you, I mean, when, how did you decide to kind of just get into rapping, though, coming from that world? Of bands. Well, a lot of the people that I was that I was giving beats with, you know, th these were just random kids that decided to start rapping, and like, I'm not saying this about Yellow yeah, Voice, no, but most of the people random. I made beats for, I would hear them, and I'd be like, I've never rapped a day in my life, but I feel like I could do so much better than what this dude right here right. is doing. You know? <laughs> and one day, but you know, especially back then, it was you know I just didn't see myself as a rapper. Like I'm a scrawny little white kid from north of Atlanta, you know. Yeah. Like there was really no like market for anything like that, you right. know. And I wasn't gangster or anything like that. And that was kind of. You the just main prerequisite, yeah, yeah, was to be some sort of gangster, you know. Right. That, that just wasn't me, so I was like, I'll never be able to rap. But I feel like especially Atlanta, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I was saying There's earlier. There's such a yeah. specific sound and a look yeah. and a feel of everything, right. you know. Right, yeah, for sure. And, um, but 
I was just, I just started to try to do it and it definitely sucked at first. And it took, you know, a year or two to actually figure out like what I sounded like when I rapped, you know, it, it was, it was weird, but, um, well, and there's when, still a very particular style too. You know what I mean? Your style isn't, yeah. it could be very genreless in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of comes from my, you know, crazy background making all sorts of music, but yeah, it was just like. At first when I recorded, I was like embarrassed by it almost. And I couldn't, I didn't release anything without my voice like pitched all the way down. And that was gonna be like, my style was like 100% voice pitched down shit. <laughs> and then I just got enough confidence and you know, yeah. just figured out how to make myself sound cool basically, you know? And Yeah, no, I was like, when I first heard your shit, I was like, damn, this is some like different shit. And I, I, yeah. I didn't know what I was listening to, but sonically just sounded good. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I knew uh, when we visited out to Atlanta, like Keith did happen to collab with you more than a lot of the other cats. Yeah. And you guys did one of my favorite songs, Honja, yeah. which means alone. Honja. Honja. Honja, <laughs> Honja, Honja. That song Honja, is still Honja. so fire, like, to me. Yeah. I still think it's one of, like, Keith's best songs, and slash collabs, whatever. Yeah. That shit was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, Keith was, like, a fan of Awful Records, right. kind of, and he was, like, a big fan of me for whatever reason before he <laughs> had ever popped off. I think before he had even, like, started really rapping like that, yeah, you yeah. know? He um he listened to you know awful music and my music especially and yeah he um I tell this story all the time but like um when I first met him you know he could not speak English like at all like he knew like five words yeah yeah and yeah. <laughs> um I he was like just hanging out with us you know we were just like kind of smoking weed like talking to each other as yeah. best as we could and I had all my shit set up like on a coffee table in the living room and he was like schlock 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 you and he like pointed to the <laughs> recording gear and was like my hotel and i was like you want me to get my recording gear and we go to your hotel and make some music and he was like yeah and i was like all right let's do it yeah. so we did that and we made like three songs that night and one of them was hanja and um it was cool like while we were making those songs um we had to like i would type in my phone and use google translate and just kind of like show him what I wanted to say on my phone and he would read it and be like okay and then like, he'd do the same for me and um like the beginning of Hanja um it was like it goes like um yo Keith how do you say it alone in Korean and it was like Hanja Hanja yeah it's, Hanja. it's literally like you just asking right. what that means and, right? yeah that's that's literally how we like had that conversation right and I was like right after we had that conversation I was like yo let's record what we just said and use that as the intro that's great that's hilarious. yeah it was a really cool like because i had never made any it was i'd never it's like um, a hip-hop foreign exchange program exactly <laughs> dude it was it was so cool it was like it was a cool process and you know it was cool interesting because i know with keith like when ichima came out obviously it blew up in all these different cities um you know kids in atlanta was fucking with it heavy and i i remember when we went there for like it was like rari fest or something yep. like that like a couple years back and it, it was like it was like a culture shock for him because he had never gone to like it was his yeah. first time going to Atlanta, first time going to New York, Austin, like all, you know for South by, all these places we were hitting was like his first time. So it was like a culture shock, probably even for him to like go into 
uh, a crib in the barrio and like record right there. Yeah, I bet. I bet that is a huge cry away from uh, like yeah. South Korea, you know, like yeah. the middle of East Atlanta. Yeah, if you're in Seoul, it's just like you're in a Korean parent's like home. Future. You take your shoes off, <laughs> right. you go inside. Right. You know, it's in the bedroom where it's like a fucking cute tissue holder thing. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, and, um, but yeah, I mean, Pass is, Pass got the, you know, he, he embodies the, the Korean from Atlanta, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm the dirty sure. South Korean, <laughs> man. He is the, the, this is the dirty South Korean look right here. Yeah. I mean, cats now look like him more now in probably Korea, you know, than right. they yeah. did before because just everyone's full on dripped out, you know? Like, yeah, no, when I went to Korea, I saw a whole bunch of people with like similar hairstyles and just trying to like copy the American drip. Pass has started, man. Just remember that. I watched. I watched some stuff about like Korean fashion kids. Like, they would just interview kids just walking around this one. I guess it was Seoul or something. But um, they look fucking insane over there. Like their yeah. fashion sense is like. They have like pieces of paper taped to their face, and then like they're like it's an accessory. <laughs> it's just like the weirdest shit. I think they might have just had like eyelid surgery or something. They had to cover the eye up or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's fashion. That might have no, been a medical and they, thing. And they do, no, they wear like, you know, the face masks and stuff. Yeah. And then like one of them, they were like asked this kid, like, why are you wearing that face mask? And he was like, it's just fashion. Like, right, right. They, it's like, and, yeah. One thing I will say though, like when Awful Records is doing a thing and you know, with the cats who are part of Awful who are also like artsy eccentric, you know, maybe different from some of the cats in the Atlanta scene, it seemed like people were st still fucking with y'all, the, all the local rappers too though. Right, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, we all kind of knew, we knew, a lot of the rappers, like we all knew each other, like um, Like even Playboy Cardi was like rocking with you guys early on, right? Yeah, I mean, I raised Playboy Cardi. <laughs> me, me and Archie, like we right. totally like fed his ass and shit, like and, um, but he was, even back then, we knew he was going to, like, just... Be, he had, like, a star quality. If he just had, like, that little, you know, like, inch to pop him off, then he would take it and run. Because right. he had such an amazing style, you know, right, and it, right. like, infectious style. Like, you hear one song and you're just like, yes, I like this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that's how it was back then, too. But, I mean, yeah, we were, you know, we were all kind of... You know, like me, like a little metal punk kid wearing tight pants and shit, like, and that really wasn't like the thing back then. But I was even with that said, it was like we were still from Atlanta and we lived like in you know East Atlanta and shit, right. and so it was like we had a little bit of street cred, even though we looked like a bunch of you know dirty punks and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how's I mean, how's the transition been over here? Like, what are your thoughts on like kind of L.A. and you know, far as working on music to the partying whatever like um, what's the la vibe compared to atlanta i mean atlanta is definitely like super um it's not super conservative but it's still like got that southern right. old style thing so besides just here, the music scene and shit. right yeah, yeah right over here it's like so much more liberal you know and uh like the first time i was in la my current girlfriend who I've been with for like three years now. I met her out here. She took me to West Hollywood, and that was culture shock, dude. Like, yeah, walking down the street, there was a there was this like cowboy, like this 
West Hollywood, you know, super gay area. <laughs> there was this cowboy standing on a table looking at me going like, <laughs> like pelvic from, thrust. Yeah, from inside the bar, yeah. I'm across the street. He like spotted me and was like, yeah. And I was like, my mind was just like, fucking blown i was yeah. like assless chaps dude, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and like i was like dude if you did this in atlanta you would get shot like so quick like, <laughs> right 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 but, um i mean it's cool out here but like at the same time there is that whole hollywood aspect like out here you know and um like if uh it's kind of you know if like one person does something wrong and they get like canceled like, I can never hang out with that dude again. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, everyone will cancel me. And it's, like, really... You think that that happens more here, you're saying? Yeah, like, um, I think it's a lot more... It's a lot more, like... Um, there is... Yeah, can't, getting canceled is, like, there's a web of getting canceled. Like, if one you're person... You're guilty gets, by association. Yeah, like, it, it is a very guilty by association thing. A lot of politics. Yeah, exactly. Like, super politics. And, um... It, more so than anywhere i think it's like that out here just because you're dealing with that whole hollywood aspect you have know? you found the transition of like making money a lot easier like coming here you think yeah i i mean i do make more money out here but it's like i i end up at the end of the month i'm right back where i was you know <laughs> right, in right, atlanta right. still so there's definitely a lot more opportunity out here, but you it's have to work. Yeah, to I mean, it's interesting because, like, obviously everything now is more internet than, per se, like, a scene. Right, right. But even with that said, like, doesn't mean you're going to get more opportunities or meetings or brand deals or whatever the fuck. Like, right. you need to kind of be in the area where a lot of that shit happens. Yeah, and you need to be around the right type of people, you know? Um, right. And then another thing about L.A. is, like, every night you go out has the potential be, to be like the craziest fucking night of your <laughs> life like if you just like kind of let it go a bit more than right. what you know like give it a little bit of slack on the rope then you will go off on a crazy fucking adventure. I, I think it's because there's less people who like have regular nine to five type jobs yeah dude. so they will fucking escalate that Ooh. party to you know right like i'm like that in k-town because I, I you know i grew up in this neighborhood i know everybody here yeah. and people are just down to take it to a 7 a.m thing like yeah, on, on a sure. fucking Heart tuesday chirping. exactly yeah on a, you, have, you've seen that too past yes. right you've been hanging out here i've like, been hanging out with you a lot and not yes. not just me all right don't put it <laughs> yeah. on me all right the birds be chirping the sun's out no nah, that's not a good feeling when the birds are fucking chirping <laughs> oh, bro. that's the worst you're like what Party's over. Kids are, go <laughs> yeah. kids are going to school. Oh <laughs> my school bus. god! And I, I know I fucking had a crazy night when I go home and I have to put on the the eye thing to sleep. <laughs> you know that shit, yeah. the little eye mask. For That's sure. when I know I fucking went ham that night, bro. And when your voice is gone the next day. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you've been kind of you've been uh, the la you've been staying here the last two weeks, and you're yeah. talking about how you feeling like damn. You kept saying like. I think I could survive here. Like I, <laughs> no, I think I really can because I feel like LA is like, yeah, it's a lot more expensive and shit. It's harder to live here, but like, you're around so many people that are busting their ass, like, and working hard. It's like you got to bust your ass because Atlanta, honestly, it's like you know this. It's yeah. cheap. You can live there. You can in it. You, you can good. coast in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, you don't have to really try to work. But out here, like, I have to. I have to try to get some gig here and there, and then I'll be able to make my rent. You know. The opportunities there but i still have to like 
bust my ass to kind of you know survive a lot more than in atlanta what sure. what why why is that you think there's just more people you well, can build cigarettes with cost 10 bucks out here <laughs> rent i was just talking to past about this like rent here versus some places in atlanta you get um half as less for twice as much you know like yeah I I pay fourteen hundred for a studio now in Koreatown. Right. But in Atlanta, you could I pay paid, mortgage on a house yeah, in a subdivision. I paid like <laughs> eight fifty for a two bedroom apartment. Right. So right. It's like. But but then it's like it's it's the economy is set up around those pricing things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, obviously it's priced like that here because there's jobs that will probably exactly. pay more too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But. I, I've been to some of the Atlanta cribs. This shit is nice to have like a crib. You could pay for like a G a month and have two you floors. You can have a whole and, house. Yeah. Yeah, sure. like that shit is nice. Bro. It's nice, but it's comfort. But it's like if you're here, you're trying to be an artist or trying to do some entertainment like type of field. You got to be in LA. You know what I mean? And a lot, a lot of people like you've probably seen this. Like a lot of people move out to Atlanta thinking they're gonna make it. There's so many brick walls in Atlanta. Like that's really one of the reasons why I moved out here because I felt like. I'd kind of pushed it as far as I could in Atlanta, yeah. you know? And there's so many gatekeepers out there. Like, a lot of good music comes from Atlanta, but, you know, it might not get discovered in Atlanta. It might get discovered somewhere else, but, like, there's something about it that um, there's just a lot of brick walls, and, like, you know, you can... A lot of people go there thinking they're gonna make it in the rap game and just uh, well, into crash Atlanta and burn. Yeah. as like well, a mecca well, of like rappers exactly. going there. Yeah. I think I think if you're like a hood trap rapper that's from like you know like Arkansas or like somewhere in the Midwest or somewhere that's not a big city, coming to Atlanta is actually a great place to come to. You yeah, know? that's like oh. the LA of the South, right? Yeah, like, for exactly. sure, for sure. But it's not anything. It's not you can't compare it to LA in terms of what what you're able to achieve overall uh, overall yeah, exactly. besides just music you know yeah i i know past you mentioned a lot like atlanta just growing up is like everybody's was everybody's trapping out there like it's like that's like a big part of the the you know the culture and i the mean grind, but it's, right? it's kind of like here too i, I mean like it LA, is a lot of la la is you know they're specific like you know the, the weed game here is like right. it's like the gold rush i feel you know like every person in atlanta sells weed at right. least once <laughs> like in their life like you know out here no one sells weed be, unless they have a whole nother drug empire. Cats, and they cats just, did. I mean, back then it was always like, you know, I saw a little weed in high school and shit like that. Right. But like never. Nowadays. To, to, nowadays, it's definitely more of a legit business. Yeah, you, like, you know? why would you sell weed when you can just walk down the street and go get it yeah. from a store? It's like know? a business. Like my dad the other day was like, well, I've noticed like everyone's this weed thing is like he wants yeah. to get it and <laughs> shit. And like back when I was in high school, this motherfucker would whoop my ass for smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Now this motherfucker is asking like how we can do this together and shit and get involved. <laughs> Son, how do we get into the CBD the marijuana? Market? Yeah, that's marijuana. A, that's some Asian grind shit, bro. This motherfucker all of a sudden wants to get in because money's involved. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's what that's one thing. I mean, it is a th- it's it's us. So I know a lot of Asian cats that push out here. Yeah, and it's that it's just become a business. It's nothing like weird or anything. But also right. the thing with Atlanta is like. As far as artists go, it's not even like half of it is your if your music is good, but the other half is who you are as a person. You know, like for mm, example, yeah. like Rallo, like Rallo, like I wouldn't say his music is the best at all, 
but he's such a big legend in Atlanta that yeah. people respect him and he just has fans and just you know what I mean so it's like Atlanta is a lot of his who you are as a person are you really what you rap about right, right. you know yeah. there, there's a lot of I would say though Atlanta does have a lot of authentic people man oh yeah sure. that's one well, thing I will always like every time I go there and I meet new people I immediately because sometimes I'll be intimidated like you know before I even met you or like your camp or whatever you know I'm obviously a fan of stuff so you know I always like feel like when I I kind of create that little like distance of like people I listen to and shit a little yeah. bit because I'm like a fan, you know right. what I mean? And then you meet motherfuckers and they're just like chill. You that know? was yeah. When I first like started meeting people, you know, it's so funny how mind blowing it is how everyone is just a regular dude. Exactly. Like, exactly. <clears throat> I remember meeting this person, but. Um, like Rob Banks, um, like when he raps, he, he looks like the biggest cocky asshole in the world. And I would always like watch him rap and I'd be like, dude, I don't, I like the, I like his music, but I would never want to hang out with him. Right. And then I go to Broward County, like in Florida and I meet him and he's just a regular chill right. dude. Like it's so funny. And it's like, you look back on it and it's like, why would I not think these are just regular exactly. people, you know? I feel like an asshole at the end. I'm like, damn, yeah, exactly. what, what was like? <laughs> and then people come up to me and they'll be like, wow, you're just like a normal person. I'm like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like the op- I'm like the opposite. People like like damn, dumb is real nice, and then oh. they meet me and they're like, God damn, he's kind of an asshole, <laughs> scummy dummy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's that's that's the one thing I've learned a lot to kind of work on on myself is mm-hmm. like knowing you know just not to be intimidated and just know that everybody is a regular person. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are definitely assholes in the industry too. <laughs> like, well, let's not get that twisted. Like in Atlanta as well. Um, people will smell how fake you are like yeah you know because you can take one look at someone who's saying like i slang a hundred pounds of coke yesterday and then everyone's like no you didn't dude <laughs> i can just look at you and see that you did not do right that. right and um i think that's where a lot of people fuck up in atlanta is they right. try to they, they take it hard. they take yeah they cap way too hard right. and then everyone is just like this guy is a you know puppet that that's the thing it's like once you get more and more into the game and you know how even the money works in this industry of how you make money in music Mm -hmm. you start listening to the way people flex and all in in their lyrics and how they look and you're like this motherfucker is definitely not making that much money or that's just leased or rented because i'm like I know I make more money than this world, <laughs> and I can't afford the shit you have right now. Oh yeah, you know, every, I mean? especially in underground shit, and not even just like in every hip hop thing. Like every car you see in any video is rented. Like right, right. every mansion that is an Airbnb they got, or for borrow one from a friend, or for yeah, exactly. From like, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's. Yeah, it's like. You know, people obviously right now, like, you know, like I saw that Drake has like this $220 million plane. I'm like, if you really <laughs> get into the finances, like, that's like his net worth of shit. Yeah, you know? for but real. that ha- it has to be some kind of like deal or something, you know, payment plan. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably some like Middle Eastern dude in Toronto who's balling, who Lisa, fucks with Drake Lisa heavy. Jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, so. You're you're out here doing music then, you're like full, still like full yeah, time. Yeah, I mean I'll never not be doing music. Yeah. Like, um, I've been like I've been drawing a lot and painting a lot more lately than music, but I'm never not working on something. I saw that you had the little merch too. You had the little uh the candle. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, that. So I dropped a hoodie and that candle, and um, 
I saw someone tagged me in a picture like they had gotten one of those Novena candles and then just like taped a piece of paper with my face on it, like cut my face out and just taped it on there. That's and I was like, hey, look at this. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like, I was talking to this kid and I was like, dude, we I'm should like, make this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we made those and then the hoodies I dropped. Um, really like all the merch I do nowadays is like some drawing I do and then, you know, um, clean it up in Photoshop and throw it on a shirt. How, how did you get your name Slug Christ? Well, honestly, dude, I just thought of it and I was like, that sounds weird and badass. And I wanted something that didn't sound like a rat name, you know? Mm. I didn't want to be like Little Money Bags or something like that. <laughs> I wanted something that. Little Money Bags is hot right now. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted something where you, you just look at the name and you're like, that guy is probably a weirdo. You know? Have you ever gotten, has anybody mentioned like Slug from Atmosphere to you? Oh, yeah. Especially when I when I first came out, like, people would get mad at me. They'd like, all the like, Atmosphere. Why are you calling yourself Slug? look he's a and i'm like the opposite of what that dude yeah makes, you guys you know? are the complete opposite <laughs> yeah. i know slug from atmosphere too but y'all we're are probably too. in the same realm of like consciousness you know right. but like our music is like i'm ignorant and right. you know and he's just like boom bap the struggle block blah, blah, blah it's it's like one time that when they um paul rosenberg introduced asap rock to asap rocky <laughs> which was like amazing like, yeah it, you always wonder like you never think that ever that there would be two guys named asap rocky and asap rock yeah dude. in the same field and you know what it I was mean? also weird when asap rocky decided that would be his name like like how could you not think of asap Rock, rock yeah yeah, yeah. Like but i mean like, he probably never have yeah that's which for is sure. crazy you know he's never for heard sure. of him yeah. like yeah i mean they're yeah i mean it, they're from different worlds but they are from the same city dude new york now is like if you anyone that pops off from new york is making southern style music yeah, it's like in the and well i guess at this point it's not even southern it's like internet based now like the, yeah the um yeah, I, I would like you know like Movements if, if if Rocky and Ferg and ASAP is like the New York movement, they definitely have a lot of influence from the South, you know. Yeah, they make straight but then up. But you have like music. the Beast Coast, you know, all the you know pro era, all those guys. Right. That's straight up like New York. For sure, for sure. Classic shit. Who who do you like? I mean, do you listen to a lot of Atlanta artists or? I I know you put like he puts me onto a shitload of Atlanta artists. Like, yeah, I feel like I just kind of know the general, like what everybody kind of knows. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're on the internet, and you're keeping up every day. Right. But this fool puts me on early. Like he's the first one who put no, me up. No, Pass is always telling me about yeah. someone. <laughs> and, you're, the, um, you're the one who put me on to Young Thug. You know what I mean? Like back way back in the day, back. he's the first one who put me yeah. on to Young Thug. Um, I mean, the first song I heard was uh, Stoner, and I don't, I don't know if that's dude. It's crazy, right? Like being in Atlanta, I knew about Young Thug when he was on Bricks Brick Squad right, with Gucci, with Gucci. Yeah. and like that was that was probably three years before. Like, um, what's that? I stack my money like two midgets tall. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm talking. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was his first big single. Okay, okay. Every time I fuck, I need like two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like three. That's years. after Stoner, though, right? No, I think it, I think that oh, was, was Stoner was the single after. Yeah. That oh, was one. it? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But um, yeah, like it, that's crazy. Like to like we'll be rocking a certain musician in Atlanta, like an OG Maco too. Um, like. I remember when he popped off, it was crazy because, and I mean, that's happened a few times with like McConan and him and, uh, you know, 
I feel like man, the game would be so competitive out there. That's you know? a, that's uh, another yeah. thing that when when artists move to Atlanta, yeah, it's so saturated with these drug rappers. That's know? what I'm saying. It's like because I mean, obviously there's artists everywhere, and it's hard for any artist to make a career out of anywhere. Don't get, don't get anywhere twisted, you are. But Atlanta is like everyone kind of knows that's the place to you know go if you're coming from the street life and shit like that's really where cats pop off and there's the stories of so many people who have popped off so i can just see it becoming this mecca where everyone's trying to pop off from there and the the competition must be crazy and that's how people think of la too you know in a broader sense just like if i can make it there then all my dreams will come true. Yeah, it's like it's like the way actors come here, the rappers would go to right. Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And then you get there and realize half the population is trying to get like your, you know, your job or whatever and I I just know people don't they go there thinking that something's going to happen and it goes the complete opposite way, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, so past you're about to make this move out to Los Angeles, so well, how yeah. how what's the percentage on that? Like how serious? Oh, it's are you like hundred because I've been to LA like multiple, multiple, multiple times now. And every time, like I want to move here, I want to move here. But now it's like it finally hit me. Like okay, I need to get my ass over. And here. was it exactly. was it a fear that you wouldn't be able to kind of uh, you know take care of yourself financially? Like, or? Well, that too, but also like I had stuff going on in Atlanta. Like I was shooting that movie with Mike Elwood and stuff and like I was really focused on that and like doing all my stuff in Atlanta. So it's like now that all that stuff's kind of wrapped up and I'm kind of freed up, it's like I need to come out here. And it's like at the end of the day, what do I have to lose? Like worst case scenario, like I can always go back to Atlanta. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I tell you, it's, it's easy to make decisions when you know the the con like you don't have much to lose yeah. you know what i mean i always tell that like when i you know i jumped into the rap music and rap and all that shit really early and went all in because if i fucked up i could always go back to a shitty job once you start getting like climbing up a corporate ladder and you're making good ass money you get a nice place and shit yeah. like that that shit's harder to go back to music you know what I'm saying? Like, I was always living in a shitty place and all that stuff. So, right. I, you know, it wasn't much of a loss. But I have homies who started getting a real job and, like, started making real money. And, you know, shout out to them. I'm not – I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. want them to go back to their <laughs> bullshit. Like, Don't you try know. your rap career. Let yeah, like, I, I, I just – I mean, for them, it's just too much for them to lose. You I know. know. I, mean? like, I couldn't imagine being 35 and being, like – you know, like, you know, if I don't make it in these next two years, then I won't be able to. And then I have, you know, a good office job or something. It's exactly. kind of like, why would I even do that, you know? But I, I, I've been in this shit since I was 14, dude. Like, and I knew from when I was 12, I was like, I'm going to make music. I didn't know how to play guitar and yet that, or do anything, but I knew that's what I was And that's the thing. Do. I don't think cats should take it as, like, trying to make it. Like, that's the wrong mentality. Yeah, no, What we're exactly. doing is, like, this is what we know, this and is we know how to survive off of the it. Fame, and, yeah. The fame and money is a byproduct. Exactly. People, people, you know, they see music as a path to an end because they want to be famous and they want to yeah. have money so they th- they see you know acting or art any type of art like that as a way to get that fame and that's all they strive for they don't realize that it's just a byproduct of working your ass yeah. off and like you know back in the day i would make i would make a song every fucking day and it wasn't because i was trying to get famous it was because like that's what I wanted to do was yeah. to make shit. And a lot of cats got to realize even the journey of being able to survive on a level of just wanting to make music. That's a survival trait for exactly. a musician. Like mm. this is like we know how to fucking 
at least pay the bills and eat food off this shit that's already gift. if you don't know how to do that you're probably not yeah. built for you know this or and like you and like honestly though the way you see it now too that like we've been doing music for a while right yeah but now you see cats are just trying to rap quick quick because right they get famous the like look right. If, if, right. even if they go viral what are they gonna do they start rapping because or, they need a way to yeah. make money they off get of their fame. they get famous first yeah. and then start <laughs> like start music. their music career like rap that that is that is kind of no. annoying for somebody no, who's dude. been in this for a right. while it though is, to it see is it. Fu- so fucking annoying bro because it's like you're not a fucking artist right. you're right you're literally and you're an actor playing the part right. of a musician that's how i see people so like drake like for a lot of cats drake. you know yeah, like Great. I, I really think he's a like good. Great? He's no, yeah. I, I like his music, yeah. but when I look at him, it's like you're not a musician. You're an actor playing the part of right, a musician. Right. But and I mean, there's a lot of elements of rap where it is acting too, for sure. Especially you're doing, if you're going to a higher celebrity right. type. Thing. And there's you know, it's just like I mean, with music, there's a lot of elements where you you're you're doing the take over and over you're playing a character yeah 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 yeah. i mean i think there's certain certain sounds that are a little bit more acting than others you know what i mean yeah definitely um yeah i mean it it is like reciting a line you know like in a movie or something yeah and saying putting the same emotion yeah like give me a little bit more anger in that and (laughs) then you do it and it might yeah for sure like the engineer is like the director (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that's what's up um so what what do you guys what do you have coming up what do you what's what's next for you um well me and nadarb um uh goth boy click yeah producer, shout out to nadarb yeah. yeah me and him are working on this like real crazy tape that um it's not hip-hop based and i don't even know what genre of music it is i've never heard anything like it but like when we started off making these songs um we were like i knew at least for me i think i kind of told him i was like let's do Ned, let's make something that no one else has made before. And he was just like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, cause I, like, the last year or two, like, I've just been really, like, feeling like I'm going through the motions. Yeah. When I make a rap song, it's kind of like, all right, let me put the trap hi hats in, then the snare on the three, and on the three beat, and then the kick here. And it's kind of, it, it started to feel really, um, like robotic. Right, and, right, right. And it was like I was going down a checklist when I was making a song. You yeah. know, got to get this and then this and then this. And so with when we sat down to make um, this new album, like I just didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And um, it it's coming out like we're pretty much done. Like I'm going over there Friday to finish the whole thing. Yeah. And um, That's it's tight. it's very big sounding, very huge cinematic and epic and um it's it's like the synths that we're using are like like real big and i i really don't know how to describe it it's just like almost like blade runner soundtrack meets uh some young thug fincher (laughs) yeah no i i you know i was gonna ask you too just you you noticed a lot of just uh, cats who are in bands, you know, from Goth Boy Click to you know Little yeah. Peep, all that, coming in more into the hip hop. How do you? Why do you think that wave just kind of happened in general? And I'm not that like people who listen to rock who never got into hip hop. You know, I grew right. up listening to rock and shit. Right. But I feel like there's been more on the musician side 
that's you know dabbled into like rap music well you know? the thing is is that rock died like right. in the late 90s you know um is it just a lack of all the bands and pe- like the scene or what well, is it yeah i mean i think the punk spirit has been um existing in hip-hop more so than anywhere else like since mm. the 90s you know so cats just was like yo this is it lives through here yeah, yeah. and um i mean when flocka came out dude like um and Lex Luger's beats, you know, like I'd never heard anything. No one had ever heard anything like that yeah. before that shit came out. And um, it's really like Lex Luger was making like breakdowns, but turning them, you know, in, in metal, there's uh, there's breakdowns where it's like dun, 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 dun. But and Lex Luger was making that instead of doing open palm muted guitar it was an 808 it was like you know and um it was really like and then flock is basically yelling over these tracks and i had never heard any like metal shit like metal sounding hip-hop you know that was always like a novelty with like Linkin park or corn it was like that rap rock shit you know but i had never seen it that punk spirit integrated into hip hop it's like so naturally like yeah, that that's true. you know that's true and i think um that was just you know one of the stepping stones to get to where we are like um rock music started dying like in the mid 2000s you know and then flocka comes out and then um then you start getting these guitar based beats and you start getting yeah. people singing that that rock rock and rap fusion is at the best place it's ever been and let's say yeah. that well, it's not even it's not even rap rock fusion yeah, exactly. anymore yeah. it's like the most natural it has been yeah. Because before no. it was like that's what it was. It yeah, was rock, it's like rap fusion. we are rapping and <laughs> making rock music. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I was the, when I was like from third grade to sixth grade, I only listened to Lincoln Park. That yeah, is literally yeah, yeah. the only right. music I fucking listened to. But looking back, it's like that shit is very you know cheesy and um, it's uh, just very calculated and it's very like cut in the and way they try to make that work, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would. Like but I think it was like kind of necessary. I guess it played to, a role in. Yeah, the, to get to yeah. the, where we are now. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. I see what you mean. All right. Well, yo, Slug Christ, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Sweet. Sweet. You always, uh, you always like. I every time I listen to your songs, man, the shit you do, like I, I get inspired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. from what from the libs to the the melodies, all the shit. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, man, thank you, brother. <laughs> a pass. Thank you for yes, coming sir. on the show. You said very little today. Anytime, you know. I was playing my role, man. You know, I let you. Do you the say talk, very man. little, but you do the most. <laughs> um, I, I'm a, that's. I wish I wish I had a business card that said that. I, I say a little, but I do the most. Do the, uh, that's definitely not you, bro. Yeah, tune in next week for another episode of fun with dumb um stay tuned because by the end of the end of may i will be doing a live taping of the fun with dumb show in a theater that seats 200 people um i will be putting out the information out very soon but uh yeah peace sweet sweet